Kingdom Success, episode 228. Gang, we're going to have a continuation, a continuation of renewing our minds. This time, we're going to talk about the grind. You've probably heard people say, rise and grind. Or you might have heard someone say, it's time to get on my grind. Or, you know, I'm going to hustle to make this happen. I've even had well-meaning Christians say to me, hustle for Jesus. (laughs) God goals grind. Push, pray, grind. Grinding for God. Pray, God, pray, grind, and repeat. <laughs> Kingdom of Success, this mindset has got to stop. You're going to step into a conversation between, with Shay Bynes and myself. And Shay has a special place in my heart because she was the first person that I found that I actually identified with this. And I'm honored to have Shay back on my podcast. It's been a couple years, but it is time to bring her back because the timing has never been perfect to talk about this whole entire topic so that we can know that we are redeemed from the grind. We're redeemed from the toilsome life. And Shay gives some fantastic illustrations and some fantastic triggers that happen to us that cause us to start to grind, to go into that mindset of grinding. You can find Shay actually on her own podcast, A Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur. I'll have a link in the show notes. You can also get her book that really was the, I I would have to say the, the first of its kind to come out to talk about that you don't have to be on your grind. It's called Grace Over Grind. The link is in the show notes to actually link out to the book and get it. Highly recommend the book. Gang, I'm telling you that this is a fantastic conversation. And Shaven gives at the very end some practical things to do on a daily basis so you don't get in the grind. Please stay tuned. I'm telling you, this is going to be a great one. You're going to enjoy it. Let's jump into this one right now. Now, Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur Tyler McCart. So what's going on, Kingdom Success listeners? Uh, I have the one and only, the one and only Shay Bynes from Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur on the podcast with me right now. I'm looking at her, although you're not looking at her, guys, okay? But (laughs) I'm looking at her and the beauty and everything involved, all that. But Miss Shay, welcome back to my podcast. Thanks for having me, Tyler. It's probably been like six years from <laughs> since the last yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> it has been way overdue. Uh, 
And but God's still God, you know. How God about is that? still God. Yeah, that still has God. not changed. <laughs> he changed in six years. You know, praise the Lord. We, you and I have changed, but he yes, hasn't changed. Praise God. <laughs> praise God for that. And and you know we're going to continue to change. That's right. right. We're going to continue to change. Well, so here's the thing. Uh, you know, Kingdom Success listeners, I I want to bring Shay on, and. You've heard me talk about Shay's book, Grace Over Grind, and how much of an impact that had on my life and really the genesis of Shay and I, because Shay, you and I were talking about this, um, goodness, uh, at the beginning, I think it was episode 84 or 60, I don't know, somewhere on your, your podcast that I discovered uh, you guys and discovered basically, or actually it was kind of the the somebody else out there is believing this. Yeah. Somebody else. I'm not the only person on the Island. (laughs) Right. And you guys were talking about how that we didn't have to grind out our lives and have to make everything work on our own effort. And because at that time, at that time, there was this movement and still this movement going on that you rise and grind. Yes. That you wake, pray, and you grind. Yeah. You, you wake, got pray. goals and grind. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Exactly. And so within that six years, because I actually did have you on my episode um, back then, uh, goodness, I can't remember the episode number, but I'll have it in the show notes. So if you guys want to go back and listen to that, but you know, from that, you actually, you know, God birthed the book in you. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and let it be known that you were the mother of the Grace Over Grind, (laughs) you know, movement, in my opinion, because, Shay, you really captured, captured this in your book. You really did. And you, you, you spelled it out very, very well. And I know that there's been a lot of people in your your audience and your community that you have over there uh, at KDE that have benefited and have had the weight of the world off their shoulders. And, you know, Shay, so with all that said, I guess where I want to go starting out is let's get a picture of Shay pre-Grace Over Grind. What okay. was life like? What what was going on in Shay's life? How is Shay operating? Um, you know, let's let's not. We won't go all the way back to when you didn't have Jesus or when you were. You know, because you. Oh, I've had, you had I've Jesus. had Jesus for so long that yeah. I I can't. I don't even have memories of before Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but but really, where that you know you you did surrender your life to the Lord. You had that experience, right? You know, in the at, in the floor of that you know conference that you had, you had that experience, but still. You you were still unpacking this whole thing, you know. Let's, yeah. Let's. I mean, even though I guess, yeah. Let me say that. Thank you, Lord. Even though you say I've turned my life all the way over to the Lord, and I'm spirit, I'm spirit led, Holy Ghost filled, and everything like that. There is still another level, and we still are going to be going more levels. But there's another level in the spirit that we need to go to. And I believe, Shay, you can paint that picture of what it was like and then what it is afterwards, because I feel like we have to have these examples of 
pre and then post. So let's, yeah. let's start with there. So go from there. So some things to know about my background is that my, so I did computer science as my degree. This gives you a little insight around me. Okay. There you go. So computer science was my background. So I was a software engineer, uh, very logically based. I was also a meticulous planner. I was the kind of goal setter who set so many goals, went after them, achieved them. I was very achievement and performance motivated and driven. And that had served me well from the, you know, from the outside in sure. for years, my entire life, essentially, <laughs> up right. to this point, right? Even when in my, in my corporate career, I took, after I was a software engineer, I was then a project manager. Talk about having all your details together, having yeah. backup plans, mitigation plans, all of these <laughs> things, right? You were then all planned out. Direct, what's that? You were all planned out. Right, I was all planned out, but I mean, I was good at it, you know, yeah. and, and very and, and very strategic, you know, mm. that that's the way I, that's the way I am. So what happened is when I was learning the world of entrepreneurship, I learned it in the context of the hustle and grind, like that was the language. So I'm working my corporate job being very performance driven, very analytical. If it wasn't, if it didn't make sense, I'm not doing it type of thing. And then I was doing my business on the side, learning business from the concept of the hustle and the grind, which worked right. really well with my personality. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So when fast forward after I left my corporate career, which was completely led by the Lord and was the first time I ever did anything that was against my logic to exalt his wisdom over my own. Right. A couple years later, when Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur started, I still had that like hustle and grind mentality, except now I was like, oh, but I had this assignment from the Lord. So yeah. I don't really even know what this thing is, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing. It was almost like I can hustle and grind this thing to the glory of yeah. God. I wouldn't have used that language, but I'm just talking about a mindset, right? Yeah. But the thing was, is that I actually couldn't do that with Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur because, because it was such a God idea that it was never my own. It wasn't even birthed as mine. And because we knew it was him and I had this, and I had this thing on a partnership with somebody else, it was like, well, I don't know how to operate here. Like we can't, we don't know what we're doing. So we have to seek God yeah. to see what we're doing. Yeah. So, ba so, wait, was, so hang on. So you, yeah. That's interesting right there because you were in partnership with somebody else. So it wasn't all Shay. It no. couldn't be all Shay. No. You know, you had to, you know, come in agreement about how the business was even. Okay, that's interesting. So that, right. that even, so I had that the even adds that, to all this. That, that oh, yeah. Adds to it. That's right. You have the dynamic of working with somebody else who's your 50-50 partner right. and the dynamic of, but we're teaching this thing around doing business in partnership with God. So obviously you have to do this thing in partnership with him, not just for his glory, but we actually have to do this thing with him. Right. Because his whole concept <laughs> is being a kingdom driven entrepreneur, which neither of us have ever been until six months ago when God gave us this <laughs> thing. And we've been walking this thing out for only six months. I mean, understand the absurdity of it all. Okay. Yeah, right, right, right. So here we are starting this thing. And it's the only, all we knew, what all we knew to do was to, okay, pray, God, what are we doing? What is this? And walking that out. But I still had a little grind in me. Okay. Yeah. And so it didn't take long. Um, it was just a handful of months. in when I had this encounter, when I had this, actually, hold on. Cause I want to make sure I answer your question because what was it like for me? It was feeling like I needed 
to be the one to get it all done. And if I didn't have enough information, I'm not moving. So I need more information. And once I have more information, I'll do it. And Kingdom Driven LLC, the beginning of the Kingdom Driven Entrepreneur Movement was the thing that shifted me to being willing to do things without all the details, not the, without the ability to strategize. Right. Okay. Right. But again, I still had a little grind mindset left in me. Mm-hmm. It was probably primarily though, the, the, um, the mental, the mental mm. mind grind. Okay. The yeah. mind grind, the head hustle. Yeah. But which, which, a- which in fact, you know, that is where I feel like that a lot, a lot of us, a lot of us correct. are, okay. Correct. The mind grind. The mind grind. And I didn't recognize that that's what I was dealing with still. Mm. Okay. What I had already abandoned was what I did after I left my job at the Lord's leading and then freaked out and went into the hustling grind of my time mode. Right. The thing where I put all the work above everything else going on, not even intentionally, but just feeling because I felt that weight of needing to make sure that things happen because I had just abandoned this almost six-figure corporate career mm. for what I, I, was, I had a side business, but I wasn't making nearly as much. So I felt that weight that I wasn't supposed to be carrying. And, and, was, so and I, Shay, was that, was that, do you feel like that that was, was a little bit driven by money, you know, from, from the feeling of that? Yeah, because I I also want to, you know, I I just I want to understand where the mindset, because if we can identify people can fix this or help to unpack multiple things. So everyone has their different. I call them the grind triggers. Everyone has different grind triggers, different reasons why they grind. My particular reasons of why I grind is one, because I had a performance based orientation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not because I didn't think that my parents loved me if I didn't perform. It's just the only thing that I'd ever seen modeled was performance. So right. and I, yeah. and I don't even mean that in a religious way. I just mean I'm the youngest of three sisters. They always got good grades. They always did all the activities. You know, I just grew up with this expectation that I was going to go and do the same kinds of things. And so, mm-hmm. you know, and I was always rewarded. So mm-hmm. I had that connection. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So that was part of my issue and further exacerbated by when I left my corporate job at the Lord's leading for the first time, exalting his wisdom over something over my own yeah. and then freaked out because now I have financial anxiety. Mm. So those were the two things partnered up together. And I also didn't have the healthiest identity in Christ at the time. Okay. Add yeah. that to the pile. Yeah, that's yeah. so those things work together to create my grind. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, so each of those things were like being unlayered, but at, by the time I was a few months into kingdom driven LLC, I still had remaining part of the mental mind yeah. grind stuff. Right. Okay. So that's what it was like for me before mm. <laughs> and kind of the progression <laughs> up until the moment that began the next part of the journey. Well, I, I just, I feel like that that's important to paint that picture to, for, someone that's out there listening to gain some identity. They're like, ah, yeah, that's me. I mean, Shay, what, what is another, you know, grind trigger? What, what is one or two other ones that you've, sure. you know, cause you've talked to a lot of people about this a lot more than what I have. I mean, yeah. What are one or two other grind triggers. Sure. So, um, one of them is this sense of feeling the need to prove somebody wrong or somebody's mm. wrong. So a lot of times somebody might have said growing up or whatever, you know, whether they didn't think that you would amount to anything or they didn't think you could do a particular thing or whatever. And then we're driven 
by proving somebody wrong, which means that if you're proving that someone else is wrong because they said you can't do it, then you have to be the one to do it so that you can prove that they're wrong. Right. Okay. Amen. It's a grind trigger. Yes. So that's one of the ways that it shows up. Um, There's also just this idea that um, sometimes people are like, because of this is goes back to the identity thing, but if you're oriented toward, I've got to do things for the glory of God and for him, I got to do these things for him. And that's your orientation of your relationship with the Lord and your walk with Christ. And Mm. it's not rooted in just like I am his beloved and I work from that place of who I am in him. It becomes, that becomes an ongoing trigger because it's like everything around you is saying, so every time that you feel like maybe uh, it's almost like that fight because you're Mm. feeling like I'm supposed to be doing all the things for God. (laughs) I wasn't doing these things for God before, but now, (laughs) (laughs) now I am. (laughs) I'm doing these things for God, you know? And so the, the guilt associated with not showing up the way you think you need to show up for God, Mm. as if that's what God asked you to do, right? Creates another trigger. There's so many, but I will tell you that I, after mentoring lots and lots of people, there's like, there's some common ones that tend to show up more than anything else. And this thing around money, which is also rooted in not around trust and understanding him as a source and everything and everyone else being a resource. This financial one is huge for an entrepreneur. Yes. Yeah. I, I would, I would definitely believe that the financial thing is Anxiety. a huge component. Yeah. Probably, you know, needs to be one of the first ones you have to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. You know, because it goes either way too. It's interesting because there's the people who are overly concerned with not having enough. And then there's ones who are just even because this tells you that this has nothing to do with how much money is in your bank. I've also seen people who have plenty of money in the bank but they're overly obsessed with how much is in there, what's going out, what is happening. They're so concerned about the money and it actually keeps them from being able to flow, you Mm. know, with the grace of God, even the instruction of God. And so it has nothing to do with the amount of money. It has everything to do with your mindset and your posture toward God as it relates to that money, that relationship. Mm -hmm. Wow. So good. Well, then Shay, okay. So let's, let's, Let's find out where the tipping point happened, okay? Okay. <laughs> All right. And because I I I know that the tipping point, I know what my tipping point was or what triggered me. Yes. But let's talk let's talk your tipping point. Where what was what event? Talk to us about that and then let's talk from there, okay? Yeah. So I had a revelatory moment. I was sitting in church And our pastor was giving a message on um, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. And that's the scripture when Jesus says, you know, come to me, all those who are weary and find rest for your souls. And how he talks about how his yoke is easy and his burden is light. I had heard it a million times. Right. But that day, he he said that scripture in the message translation. Mm. And in the message translation, it says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me, work with me, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I'll never lay anything heavy 
or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And Tyler, when I heard that, it was like the lights went on. Wow. It was just such a revelatory moment. You know that at the right time in your life, you hear a scripture or you hear it the right, whether it's the same version. In my case, it was a different <laughs> version of it that hit it from right. another way. Right. It had all these phrases in it that resonated with my heart like so much. And so at that very moment, for me, it was like, I want to know what that is. Yeah. I want to know what the unforced rhythms of your grace look like. I want to know what it looks like to walk with you, to work with you and watch how you do it. Like every, there's all these things that were in there that said to me, yes, yes, more yes. And I want all of that and show, show me the way. Yeah. So that was the beginning for me. It was simply mm. sitting in church one day. That's awesome. I mean, it, God, that just goes to show that the word is always unfolding. Always always in folding. I mean, my, my thing that triggered me, Shay, my, my, the thing that triggered me, I was listening to Kenneth Copeland on, this is 2000. I remember exactly where I was at. I was sitting in my uh, apartment in Columbia, South Carolina, and I was watching, this is like when YouTube was like in the infant stages and KCM had just started putting up some things on there and Kenneth was talking about the blessing. This is whenever this is 2008 and he said this right here, or he was talking to congregation, but basically he was talking to Tyler. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know how that is. Shay? I mean, yes. like, he's talking to me. So I just like to paraphrase it. How I, how I heard it. So he said, so Tyler, did you have to work for your salvation? No. Did you have to work for your healing? No. Did you have to work for your deliverance? I said, no. He said, then why do you think you have to work for your money? Mm. And Shay, when that question hit, that was, a th that was where I said, like you said, I gotta have, I gotta know what that is. Yeah, like show me that, right? Show me that, right? <laughs> <laughs> what is that over there? Right. Oh, about <laughs> that's right. It's an invitation. You're like this. This is an invitation. I will not refuse. I ain't gonna refuse this. Exactly. And For real. I, I'm gonna go through the door. I'll pass go. Collect two hundred dollars, yes. and I'm I'm moving on to find out what that looks like. Yes. So so Shay, talk talk to us about kind of the unpacking of that yeah. verse and, you know, and the experiences and, you know, that you had with that. Yeah. So it started to just show up in so many ways, but for me, the beginning foundation of that was really, um, these daily business meetings with God, mm. you know, like I told you, even when I, in those first handful of months when it was like, we were just like, well, we don't know what we're doing. It's like pray every day, like, Lord, what are we doing or whatever? But, and I would do that with her, mm. but in my own time and just in my own house, you know, I really started to say, wow, like God, I just, I just need to know your heart concerning this stuff. I need to know what you see, you know, and it just was a conversation yeah. that I started having, you mm. know, with the Lord on an ongoing basis. Right. And so when, when it would come to things that we were thinking that we were going to need to do, I was having to myself, I was doing that with her, but I was also doing it for myself 
which is, okay, Lord, here's what we're thinking. What do you have to say about that? Mm. What, you know, what are your thoughts on that? I got ideas. Here's my thoughts. What do you, you know, what are your thoughts on that? You know, it was just a discipline for me. It was Mm. a discipline for me to include him intentionally in my plans. You know, the word talks about submit your plans to the Lord. It was like, it was me submitting my plans to the Lord. I got plans. I got thoughts. I got ideas. But what do you have to say about that? And that for me was the beginning stage because it opened up this conversation. Because honestly, honestly, a lot of the stuff that had been happening prior to that, that was completely contrary to the way I would normally be, was really him speaking to me and me saying, yes, sir, because I was freaked out. Right. Time for you to leave your job. Go. Okay. Okay, Lord. Okay. I'll go. I just wanted to be (laughs) obedient. I, I couldn't deny it was him. Then when I met Antonina, I couldn't deny that there was a reason why we met. So I was like, well, what is that about? Let's pray and find out. But when he said it, it was so God that I didn't do it out of just like, oh, well, let me go on this adventure with the Lord and let's see what, no, I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I have to do this because mm. God said so. Mm. So it was, so I was having to reframe things. So now it's like, now I'm coming out of a place. Then I had that encounter with him where I got that proper identity of just being his beloved, just I'm his daughter. And then I was able to just focus in on building intimacy, like authentic intimacy, friendship with God. And that was the beginning stage for me. That Mm. was the, that was a foundation. That's why I always say to people, intimacy is everything. It's a foundation for all of this stuff because it's in that engagement in that vulnerability in that openness in that conversation with the lord that so many things are peeled back so many things are revealed that's where we get insight we get strategy we get wisdom we get when we're reading the word we get that conversation that's happening on top of the words we're reading right Amen. so that was the that was the beginning for me so and I, it's, mean, I, I mean it's still me to this day but, I mean, well, but that was the beginning shift well i i think you said a key word right there that I want to call out that you actually made your heavenly father, your friend. Yeah. Right. Because it says, and you know, you go into scripture in John 15 where Jesus actually says, you're no longer my servants. Yeah. I, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Kingdom success. Listen, listen to me. Stop being God's servant. Can I be that bold, Shay? Is that Okay. You Stop can, being a ahead. servant and be his friend. That's what Jesus calls us. And Shay, that the whole friendship leads into that intimacy because it says that, you know, a servant doesn't know what his father or his master's doing, but a friend knows. I mean, it, it even, you know, the, just bringing up so many things in my right now. I mean, the word that in Jeremiah 29, 11, says, for I know the plans that I have for you. Well, that word know means intimacy. It means like, I know my wife. I mean, you can even go to, uh, I think it's Psalms 46, where it says, mm-hmm. it says, you know, the famous scripture of be still and know that I'm God. Well, the uh, New American Bible, a uh, standard version says, cease striving Yes. And know that I am God, right? Well, That's that right. word know is the same word of intimacy, of friend, of, you know, going to a deeper level with someone. And that's why that we can become intimate with our father and actually be in on what he's doing. 
Yeah, he says he reveals the secrets to his friends, right? Absolutely. Now, I'll tell you, Tyler, that I embrace the servant part of my kingdom identity. I really do as right. like a faithful and obedient servant. I think the problem is, so to me, that's a piece of my identity. But right. I don't, but when we only focus on just, well, I just want to make sure I'm faithful and obedient. What did God say? I'll make sure to do that. What did he say? I'll make sure to do that. Then we're missing out on so much freedom and fullness mm. and expression and relationship. Yeah. I feel like it's a piece. It's just not the, you know, Paul talked about being servants of God and stuff like that. So I think there's some value there from the perspective of, of faithfulness and mm. obedience to his instruction and the fact that he showed up to serve. So yeah. I like, I like, I, it makes sense to me from that perspective of identity, but man, I know what it's like to have just only lived there. Mm. And even when I lived there, it wasn't awful because it was on top of the foundation of knowing who I was as his daughter. Right. But, it, but it was required for me to learn how to be faithful and obedient. Because right. I hadn't walked that before. I'm not saying that I was all out there. I was a good kid, but I was really more had reverential fear of my parents. Yeah. It wasn't really about my relationship with the Lord or coming out of a place of wanting to walk with him that mm. I was doing the good things. Or, right. you know, to, I was just in learning to be sensitive to hearing his voice and responding. Yeah. And so I loved that. I love that aspect of my identity. I love mm. that. But it just can't stay there. It can't be focus and centered there because then mm. we miss out on so much. We miss out on authority. We miss out uh, on, you know, all the other goodness. I mean, Shade, you know, you, you, because you keep coming back to this and you're saying this, and I love, I love what you're saying of that. I'm a daughter. Yes. And so just from a parental standpoint, Discipline. I think that, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think, I think this whole entire kind of way you're saying it the shift in mindset of that servant mindset. Yes. I, I'm no longer a servant, but I, Shay, would you say that now I'm a son and daughter, but now because of that, I want to, that servant mindset might be an out of honor. Exactly. It's honor. now that's healthy. Right. Now that's healthy. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Yes. That's exactly what I'm saying. I, 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 I like that. I like the picture of a son and a daughter and, and the reason that I like from a kingdom standpoint. Okay. Now, now I'm, I don't know why I feel like I need to go down this rat, rabbit hole, but I'm, let's do go. it. Let's go from a kingdom standpoint. You know, the kingdom of God is, is, is not how we look at a, a democracy. It's a, it's more of a commonwealth and we've been called to go and colonize an area. And so I am a son of the king, or you're a daughter of the king going to your specific assigned area where he's equipped you, where he's sent you to, so that you can go expand the kingdom in honor of your heavenly father. Yes. And there's no, there, here's the thing. Uh, yeah, God, goodness, Shay, this is good. You, this is so good. <laughs> because he's the complete source, he will supply us everything and anything that comes into our life, whether it be a person or money or what. Those are just the resources, like you said right. earlier before we were talking. And that's why we can relax in this whole grace. Yes thought process. That's right. It's, it's his rest. And so if there's anything that 
tends to be a distraction that I have to work through when people hear this message is this idea that, oh, well, if you're talking about grace, you're just saying, what am I just waiting for things to fall from the sky? Am I just, Mm. are you saying this is an excuse to be lazy or whatever? And it's like, no, 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 be clear. Like we're talking about working in his rest. We're not talking about just not doing anything. We're talking about working in his rest and working in his grace and that supernatural empowerment, that enablement, you know, to do the things that, to be who you're called to be and do the things that you're called to do, things that you never would be able to do on your own. Amen. Amen. So it's like, so it is working and it is diligent. I work, you know, <laughs> it's diligence. It's diligence. But I'll tell you what, I, I stopped, I stopped using hard work and I shifted it to diligent work. Yes. Because like the yeah. word hard actually means difficult to penetrate. Like, do you want to have like, do you want to be operating with work that's difficult for God to like, come on, man. Like, it's like, even the word hard, when you look at the definition of the word hard, you're like, I don't want any of that. I don't want my work <laughs> to be defined like that. Amen. You know? Amen. So it's this diligent work. It's steady, careful, energetic work, you know, mm-hmm. that's empowered by him. That's what I want. That's his yeah. best. Uh, that, you're exactly right. I mean, we're talking about the most productive being so he's going to put you to work <laughs> when you he just submit, a whole lot more. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I promise you, you're going to work. All right. right. But Can I tell you something funny? I just feel like that's just please. For me. So it's been funny for me because I, the Lord told me when I was writing grace over grind, he told me when you release this book, you were going to be the poster child for the message in this book. Okay. Mm. And so true to his word, that's exactly what happened. Like everything, you know, yep. we've been diligently doing things in KDE for years. And then after that book came out, it was all of a sudden, there was just like this acceleration that was wild. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, and it was nothing, it wasn't literally, there wasn't anything I could take credit for except for being diligent to do the things that he called me to do. Like I didn't, there was no special formula, no special 10 step marketing blueprint, none of that. And what's been so interesting is how on the other side of that, to be able to tell that testimony that people, sometimes like people invite me to show, people want to invite me as an expert on particular topics. And I tell them, I was like, listen, I can't give you a 10 step mark. I'm not, it would be completely out of alignment for me to try to give you the resource of a 10 step marketing blueprint to, to my success yeah. because that's not what I have. And so they'll still invite me on the show anyway, because they feel like, oh, no, 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 but your story, your story. And then to have these conversations, it has become comical because there's so much, and I'm talking with believers. I'm talking about with hosts who are believers that have the hardest time and keep wanting to give me credit where I can't take the credit. And it's not, it's not false humility. Mm -hmm. It's literally an example of what it's like to allow God to breathe on what you do and for it to go way further than your efforts. It's like, do we believe the word when he talked about how they fed thousands and thousands of people with a handful of pieces of fish and a handful of loaves of bread (laughs) or not? Right. So we should be excited to be able to share the story. So I'm like, if there's anything you want to call me on to be an expert on, let's talk about expert in allowing ourselves to work by the power of God's grace. I'll be that. I'll be that expert. But if you want me to give you all the blueprints, all the whatever, God's got your blueprint. And that's the only message I've got for you, you know? And so that's, 
I think it's just there's that tension where it's like we want to be able to say, that's my blueprint. That's my solution. If I just do that, that way, that'll be my breakthrough. And I think we also get into these situations where when when we do achieve a certain level of success and then we want to teach people that then we don't actually teach them the right thing. We teach them our blueprint and then sell them and say, this must be the Lord, and then sell them on this is your blueprint for your success. Wow. And that's not the way that's, I mean, that just leads to all kinds of craziness. And is it easier to, to just pick up, buy someone's blueprint and do it. And then if it doesn't work, just say, oh, okay, wrong blueprint squirrel. I'll go get another one. Yeah. Right. But what a waste of time yeah. when you can work with God and allow him to illuminate for you strategy for you, for mm-hmm. your assignment. And then ultimately when all of that stuff works out ultimately over time that you've got a testimony that wasn't like I grind this thing out, for the glory of God, to God be the glory. But you literally have a story that people look at and they're like, I can't, I mean, believers are unbelievers. They look at it and they're like, it must have been God. That's to God be the glory. <laughs> Amen, Shay. Amen. That is exactly, wow. That's 100% the truth. Right. Because we can sit there and listen to, you know, ABC guy or girl podcast and say, okay, well, this is what I've got to do now. And if God said it, then that is what you should go do now. Exactly. Go listen to that person. There's your blueprint. Go run. Right. But it's, it's, it's what happened. It's almost like we want to believe in the blueprint more than we want to believe in God. Right. It's that, like, where, where is our heart posture? Where are we oriented? Who's the source? You know, I heard this, actually, I was at a conference the other other week and the speaker said that the opposite of faith, and and I'm still setting setting with this a little bit, but it kind of relates to this a little bit. She said, the opposite of faith is not so much doubt, it's control. Mm. That we want to be in control of how the process or how the outcome is going to be. Therefore we limit God because we want to control the process and faith doesn't operate that way. Faith is a hundred percent vulnerable, a hundred percent your way, not my way. It is totally that right there. And what you're saying, Shay is so, so good. I often call myself a redeemed control freak. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shay, I, 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 yeah, we've all been there. Yep. And I want to ask this one last question here. And I didn't prepare you for this. So, you know, but I want to hear your thoughts on it. Okay. Sure. So, in the context of John 15, one through eight, or yeah, one through eight, where Jesus is talking about the vine and where the branches and so forth like that, and how we stay connected to the vine. Um, this has kind of come up a couple different times in a couple podcasts that I've, that I've had this statement, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. So the statement is, is fruit is different than results. What, 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 
talk to me about that, Shay. What when you hear that, what what does that what does that mean to you? Oh, so I'll tell you what it means to me. So when I think about the difference between the two, I can do a thing and it produces results. Mm-hmm. I could do all kinds of things that are not in alignment with my assignment, not in alignment with, with what I'm supposed to be doing or how I'm supposed to be doing it and produce results. Yep. But to me, when I hear fruit, I hear that's fruit that's connected to the vine, which means that that was fruit that came out of the abiding relationship, the responsiveness, the connectivity to Christ. It's that fruit that comes out of that. That's what I think when I hear that. Because there's, to- I mean, we can, Dr. Miles Monroe said something about how, wouldn't it be a shame to, I, I'm going to mess this whole quote up, but essentially okay. the essence behind it was, wouldn't it be a shame to be completely successful at, at something that God never called you to, mm. right? To mm. me, that's results. Mm. But yeah. fruit is that alignment piece. You know, mm. and when the word says, I don't, is this Psalm 37 and four delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's like, there's the beauty and the freedom that comes out of that, that engagement, that delighting with the Lord, yeah. that there's an alignment between your thoughts, his thoughts, your dreams, his dreams. Those things are one, those things that he placed on your heart. You can go run free, go, you know, go do those things in Jesus name with him. Right. right? And that will produce fruit. Yes. That should, like kingdom fruit, not just worldly results. Well, results or worldly results for a kingdom purpose. And I think we have to graduate <laughs> from that, uh, that. Right. Because it's like, oh, well, I'll go do this, but I'll t- go do this for the glory of God so that I can go give money so I can go advance the kingdom of God. And that's not our proper orientation either. Mm. That's almost like I trust the world's way. I trust the things that I want to do or what the, I think the world's going to do right so that I can go earn some money so that I can go make an investment in the kingdom. Right. When we could actually be making an investment in the kingdom every day through our alignment and our assignments and walking those things out with him and Amen. investing financially and with our time, et cetera. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, totally. And I, I truly believe that, you know, as we continue to talk about this topic and continue to, I guess, unearth or get rid of the mindset, mainly for people in the marketplace. I, 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 you and I both are called to those, you know, people in the marketplace. And we just, we come from a standpoint, Shay, you and I, of we've been in the marketplace. We've, we've, we've done the corporate route. I've done the corporate route. You've done the corporate route. And we've been there, done that, got the popcorn, got the Coke and didn't enjoy the film of, <laughs> <laughs> right? of because, because of the mindsets that we had, but the Lord was, you know, unearthing things even during that process with us. And I feel like that this whole entire grace over grind and, you know, your book that you have, I think is just a huge catalyst to helping people start to unearth. Because what I like about your book, Shay, is, is you actually have the, have the reader pause in the reading and do some actually reflecting to actually say, okay, what, what is the Lord saying to you about what we just covered right here? That's right. And that's, that's the, that's, it's a, it's a 
greater exercise and it needs to be an exercise that, you know, us as born again believers stop and actually pause and say, okay, what is the Lord saying to me about this? You know, yeah. why, why is this thing getting under my skin? Like you say in the book, <laughs> right? Um, you know, did I, did this rub you the wrong way? Why is that? Is it the, what's the Lord saying in that? And that's why, you know, I really want my listeners to know that your book is available and, you know, that they can really dig into it and not just be a book they read, but actually a book that they can go in and unearth these thought processes. Yeah, those have been the most powerful testimonies that have come from those who did not just read, but those who pause and every single assignment said, ask Holy Spirit this, they would yep. ask and they would get their answers. It is a very personal book. Yes, no, it really is. And I, I've done the same thing when I read the book myself and it really, again, you know, on earth kept on earth. I mean, even though I had a revelation before the book, but still it got more things on earth in me. And that, that's a, that's still huge. I mean, I still, I don't think I'll ever, I don't think we'll ever be done unearthing, you know, this whole, I mean, the thing is, is, and I mean, I don't, I know we could keep talking about this topic. Shay. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. But Shay, I, I just feel like that this is something that we have to continue to renew our minds to because we want to go back to that works mentality. We want to go back to it's, if it's going to be, it's up to me, you know, and I think that's something that we have to continue to renew our minds to this whole entire abiding in the Lord, resting was Holy Spirit say, you know, like I love, I, I think, and I've, I've been talking about this for several episodes and yeah, I'll, we'll wrap up with this right here, Shay. So something for the kingdom success person to do. Okay. Outside of buying your book and going to you, I know you talked about your business meeting and I talk about, I've talked about this myself that I've, you know, begun, that I've begun having a business meeting with the Lord. Take them through what, what is that? I mean, it can look like something different for everybody, but for right. you, what does that look like? Yeah. So for me specifically, that looks like, well, so here's, here's the way I operate on a Sunday. I create a to-do list pretty much for the whole week. Here are the things, but even when I'm doing it, I'm just doing that just out of my brain. Here's what I think is happening. Here's what's going on or whatever. And, and I even break it out into what I think I'm going to do from day to day. Okay. Right. But when it comes to actually, before I start work, what I'm doing is I'm saying, okay, well, Lord, you know, this day is completely surrendered by surrendered to you. You know, what do you see as a priority for this day? Like what's on your heart concerning this day, you know? And then sometimes what happens is I end up on something else that I and instead of feeling guilty because I am idolizing my to-do list, I'm mm. like, no, God had something else for me to be focused on today. So I'm going to go do that. And then as soon as I'm done with that, I'm going right back to my list, right? I'm going <laughs> back. But I'm, but I'm asking him, I'm inviting him into the process and I'm yielding myself to what's on his mind. When it comes to, if one of the things I'm having to do is to work through strategy on something, then I'm praying through that. I'm asking right. him, what's your thoughts concerning this? You know, um, that's it. Now, for someone who feels like now I have trained my ear to hear him out of because of years of focusing on intimacy with him. Right. For those who are just like, I hear you saying that, but none of that really makes sense to me because I don't think God's really even talking to me. And how do I know <laughs> that that was God and not me or whatever? What I tell people to do is just in those beginning stages, just pre just pretend for a moment that what you heard, that thought that came, just pretend for a second that that was actually God. 
Amen. Because a lot of times we're not talking about earth shattering decision. Take one small step toward that direction and watch because God is so faithful. What I have found, I have found this through so many people that I've mentored. God is so faithful when you're first making a shift to show up in so many ways to confirm you know, to confirm for you and to do all those things. Later on, he doesn't do a lot of that stuff the same way. You know, you got, you got to dig deeper. You got to, you know, but in the beginning, I find that just your willingness to just, even just be like, I think that this is, and to take those steps. There's so many confirmations. There's so many attaboy, girls that happen along the way. That's what I experienced in so many people that I mentor experience. So as opposed to operating at a fear that I didn't hear from God, or actually thinking that the enemy actually desires to tell you something helpful, you know, just pretend for a moment mm-hmm. and believe in faith that God spoke to me and take a step. That's so good, Shay. I appreciate you saying it, to think, even in wording it that way, because that was perfect right there, because it gives them something they, you know, kingdom success you can actually go and do. You know, you can... You can make believe, <laughs> okay? You can actually you, you pretend. You are free like, to make believe. <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, and here's the thing. Here's the good thing, guys, okay? God's bigger than your mistake. And if, even if you make a mistake or screw up, he's a lot bigger than that, and he can bring you back around. And don't have the, the last thing that you need to know is, is to be in fear about it. If you fear fearful of it, then you need to go and act upon it because the enemy just wants to hold you back from even thinking, Oh, did I really hear that from the Lord? Well, maybe you did just act. I love it. Shay. That's awesome. Well, Shay, um, how can my listeners find you? And, um, you know, give us that little parting thought as well, uh, as we kind of wrap this up. Sure. So you can head over to kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com and that's where you can get connected. We have a podcast. One of the things that I recommend people to get involved with when they're first making this kind of shift is either get the Grace Over Grind book or get something that we have called Firestarter School because it's available at the price of your own choice and it takes you through just some foundational things around partnering with God. And so you can you can do that at kingdomdrivenentrepreneur.com slash Firestarter School, or you can you know click through that right on the menu. So nice. I recommend that. And then as far as a closing thought, I just want those who are listening to know that there is freedom in Christ and that he's got you. He already knows you're in from the beginning. Like there's, you're not gonna, it's like, you are free to just move and grow and who you are with him. And the more you're willing to take those risks, and I'm actually, they can't see me, but I'm putting risk in air quotes because it feels so risky. The more you're willing to take those risks, the more you see God at work. And how much better will it be to experience more of heaven in your life and more kingdom impact in your life because you were willing to stretch than to just accept way less than and be comfortable. Amen. So I just really want to encourage people to, to be free in that way and surround yourself with at least one or two other people who will encourage you in doing the same. Yes. Amen. Those people need to be around you that are going to encourage you to do this. Yes. Well, Kingdom Success, uh, listener, thank you so much, guys. Uh, Shay, thank you for being on here. It's- this is great. We need to have you. We're going to have you back. Okay. Definitely going to have you back. So thank you so much. And we'll sign off.